Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Good morning, Life Church! <laughs> and this is so awesome, this is beautiful, and I find I'm overwhelmed uh, in the worship. It's, uh, this this is what they're about. I'm going to preach and the, all the lyrics and the song and especially I received a prayer with a strong Liverpool accent and that's really made me feel like home. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, and uh, what I'm going to share today. Okay, just 10. Okay. Just 10, okay. Um, I just want to start with telling you all the most important things. You all are so beautiful. You all are beloved. You all are precious. God loves us so much. He is very jealous about the things stand between us and him. Him. This is what they're about. During the worship, we feel that we are united. And we feel that we all open our heart for Him. But how often we are so determined and attentive to open our heart to Him. And this is the problem. The things stuck between us and Him is the idols. And today we are going to share the second commandment. Before that, I invite my gorgeous husband to come out to read the Ten Commandments together, okay? So how many of you uh, remember all Ten Commandments? Can you put your hands up? Let's do this together, okay? And uh, why don't we do it uh, backward, like uh, from the from tenth commandment um, onward? And uh, I'm gonna call the uh, the number of the commandments, and then we all um, say the commandment together, okay? Tenth commandment: You shall not covet. Ninth commandment. You shall not bear forth witness against your neighbor. The Eighth Commandment. You shall not steal. Seventh Commandment. You shall not commit adultery. Sixth Commandment. You shall not murder. The Fifth Commandment. Honor your father and your mother. The Fourth Commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The Third Commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The second commandment. You shall not make idols. The first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And he will stand by me all the way. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm, I'm very confused the first three commandments. I feel that's quite similar, right? But if we know who is God and who we are, then it's quite clear that 
how, how we can define each of them. And uh, recently, um, some of our brothers and sisters start using the Purple Driven Life, uh, the, book, the, the, the Bible study devotional book uh, for our devotional. And today we, we have the 22nd. And uh, this book is uh, about a 20 days move, uh, devotional movement. And it represents the purpose of human life on earth. There's about 15 million copies has been sold in more than 85 languages by 2020. And the, and the very beginning of this book, in chapter 1, is start with it. So, Paul, please wait for me. Be sure. Purpose-driven purpose life says, it's not about you. The purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment, your peace of mind, your or even your happiness, you were born by his purpose and for his purpose. So do you, this is our life, what, what is talk about? How do, how do you feel? Our, our life is not about me, not about us, it's about God. When we're thinking this way, we turn our heart instead of ourselves to God. And then we realize that the second, the, the second saying I want to share from the purpose-driven life is the purpose of your life fits into much bigger cosmic purpose that God has designed for eternity. What it means? If, if the life is just about us, our life is short. Our our resources is limited, right? But if we belong to God, if our life with a purpose to his eternity, then our life is unlimited. And the meaning, our life is totally different. He is, uh, he is in chapter, uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 to 10, reminding us, but you are not like that, for you are the chosen people. You are, lo you are royal priests, a, a holy, holy lo no nation. Oh, I forgot my glasses, that's why. <laughs> okay, I just follow Chris' style, okay? okay. God's, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Amen. This is the tremendous differences. If we seeing ourselves just according to the world seeing us, we are tiny. We're just like, we're nothing. But if we see ourselves through the perspective of God's kingdom, it's totally different. And every one of us is inborn with such amazing grace and, and long-lasting power. We join together. It's so powerful. And when today we come together, what's the reason? What's the reason you come here? Okay, uh, I make the schedule, I mark in my Google calendar, that's why I'm here. 
says, we, we, not, we always be with God, right? But this is, we want to tell the world, we make this moment the most important moment of the week to glorify God. He deserves our praises because He loves us so much. He saved every one of us. He paid the price. That's why we can say we are beloved. We deserve it. We, just, we deserve each other's love. We deserve each other's encouragement. We, des- we deserve each other's caring. Even WhatsApp message, even a, a meal, a lunch, a brew, we all deserve it. It's totally different. So now, we, how we interpret this for these three commandments, the first one I interpreted just like, shall not be satisfied by the things instead of God. The second one, shall not make things to pretend there is God. Have you been here, but you are here, you're actually singing, but your heart, your mind, is stuck in other things, in other matters. Don't pretend there's God. We belong to God. He created us for his amazing purpose. If we think ourselves from God's purpose, our sight will be totally different. All we can tell the difference of these three commandments is instead of self-centered, we seeking for the life self-satisfied, self-contained, but we turning our life to God-centered. What he wants us to do. The second commandment, you shall not make idols. You may think, oh, I never have idols at my home. Actually, I don't have any subjects like idols. Have you wanted something for your own good? but it is not God's will? Have you feel so proud of making the best decision, but you keep God's will out of your mind? Have you handled problems with professionals or friends instead of your, our invisible God? We may think, I haven't worshipped idols. I don't have any idols at home. But the idols don't only mean the subject, but the power we want to have. We want to use that, your resources, on our own. We strive for things we want, but we don't bother to ask God's advice or ask God to help us. We believe in education, social connection, online information. Still, we have not let God to be involved in our lives. Is it a sin? No, I'm not intentionally doing it. You know, all the people be around us just do the same things. Who you are. Are you the people without God? Or are you the people commit your life to follow Jesus? You know, we are the loyal priest, a holy nations. What we have to be is to reveal the kingdom of God is here. The hope of God is here. The love of God is here. And the 
Dear my husband, please read uh, the Exodus chapter 19, 1 to 6 and 8 to, for us. Three months after leaving Egypt, the Israelites entered the wilderness of Sinai. As Moses went up to meet God, God called down to him from the mountain, Speak to the house of Jacob. Tell the people of Israel, You have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carry you on eagles' wings and brought you to me. If you will listen obediently to what I said and keep my covenant, out of all peoples, you will be my special treasure. The whole earth is mine to choose from, but you are special, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. The people were unanimous in their response. Every God says, everything God says, we will do. Moses took the people's answer back to God. Thank you. Way before Jesus came to the earth, God already planned. He said, if you will listen obediently to what I say and keep my confident, out of all peoples, you will be my special treasure. The whole earth is mine to choose from. But you are special, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. The Israelis has left Egypt just for three months. They experienced so many miracles. And God told them they were his special treasure. They were chosen to become king of priests, a holy nation. And all the Israelis' response, everything God says, we will do. We, they are so committed and they show their heart. But long, 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 not long after, God just know, just understand his people. The Israelites could listen to God directly, but they didn't make them closer to God. God revealed himself so obviously, they preferred to rely on Moses. Right after they got disclosed the Ten Commandments, and in chapter, Exodus chapter 20, 18 to 20. All the people experienced the thunder and lightning, the trumpet pressed, and the smoking mountain of, were afraid. They pulled back and stood at, this, at a distance. They say to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but don't have God speak to us or we will die. They, they can hear God directly. But here they find it, it's all, oh, it's too excited, oh, it's too demanding, it's too loud, I'm scared, I'm scared of God. Just let Moses handle us. Moses, I, we follow you. Even they have the personal encounter with God, they just like keep distant with him. Keep the distance from this loving father even though he already prepared, even though he already promised you, you are the precious, beautiful maid. After 40 days, they even got rid of Moses. They made a golden calf, 
The, te- the commandments is not about having an idol. If so, it is the same as the first commandment. The scripture right after the Ten, ten Commandments show us the reason. God understands his people before they sin. God already warned them. Right after <clears throat> God announced the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, 26, uh, 22 to 26, Paul, please read for us. Proper use of the altars. And the Lord said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel. You saw for yourself that I spoke to you from heaven. Remember, you must not make any idols of silver or gold to reveal me. Build for me an altar. Make of earth and offer your sacrifices to me. Your burnt offerings and peace offerings your sheep and goats, and your cattle. Build my altar wherever I cause, my, I cause my name to be remembered, and I will come to you and bless you. If you use stone to build my altar, use only natural, uncut stones. Do not shape the stones with the tool, for that would make the altar unfit for holy use. And do... Do not approach my altar by going up steps. If you do, someone might look up under your clothing and see your nakedness. Thank you. Before they had uh, built the tabernacle, God asked that the others for offering just plainly built on ground, on land. The word earth here means ground or land. If you use a stone as the other, order, they use only the stone without any human touch. God wants them to pay full attention to God himself. God just wants to be with us closely without any distance. This is what he asks us. God didn't request for anything fancy. The Israelis sinned because they didn't treasure their identity as the kingdom of priests, a holy nation. They don't want those restrictions. They don't want those laws too heavy. They want themselves to be free from those restrictions. You know, even last night, midnight, one o'clock, I'm still thinking. I don't feel comfortable to, to, to share the things I prepared before midnight. I'm thinking, I'm digging deeper and deeper. What's the idol? What's the idol? I go through the Bible back and forth, and then I find a reason. In Exodus chapter 19, 10 to 11, God asked Moses to tell the people, you go to tell the people, washing their clothes, having sanctification. Don't have any sexual activities. What they mean is just keep your mind fully to my word. 
to my saying. Got full preparation. And then the story jumped to chapter 32, 6. They have been waiting Moses for 40 days. They have been so alert and waiting for God's Lord and saying, they are tired. Even though they, they, they are, God told them, you are the chosen people. You got the privilege to hear what I'm saying. But they feel so tired. They ask, maybe we don't need to directly to hear things from God. And since Moses is just disappeared, maybe we can have a golden calf. This is very precious things. This is the best thing we can offer to let us free from those restrictions, free from those uh, time to wait. Chapter, the famous story, and the result. Exodus 32, 6. Early the next morning, the people got up and offered whole burnt offerings and bought peace offerings. The people sat down to eat and drink and then began to party, to turn it to a wild party. This is the, from the message version. I like it. Very lively. It means, I don't want to be holy. I don't want to be a, a, a priest. I just want to have fun. How about us? I believe that every one of us has the experience, has experienced God. God, how almighty God is it? The personal encounter, personal experience. But how about last week? How you spend your last week? How, how, how eager, how eager you want to have time, spend time with this loving Father, this Savior, this holy friend. They didn't feel it was honor. The spiritual encounter did not satisfy them. They preferred the things that meet their human desire. They did not want to keep sanctification. They want to have fun. They didn't want to keep their body and their mind clean. Keep their mind and body for God. Before, therefore, they give up God, give up Moses. So they showed their very best, best to get rid of the rent of God. They show the best they could do. They make a muscoat in gold. They was high, it was high up, they could see, and it was very precious. They did not want God. They did not want Moses. They did not want to be the kingdom of priests and the holy nation. The Israelis say they wanted to make the gods to lead them, but after they made the gold, gold calf, they want they went nowhere, but they had a party. Here's a, we jump to the uh, Exodus 23, um, the uh, 
Here's the verse 35. Uh, Paul, please read for us. Oh, Exodus 32. Then the Lord sent a great uh, plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf Aaron had made. There's a consequences. There's always a consequences. Do we have consequences? We, we, we keep the things that we love uh, away from God? Yes, of course. But Jesus paid the price. And we knew it. So we are so easy to let the things stand between us and God. Because it's so easy to ask Jesus forgiveness. Isn't it? Do you know every time we determine to let the things stand be between us and God, he's very sad. Do you know what? If we let the stuff stand between us and God, our heart is hard like stone. We can't feel what God wants us to feel. We can't feel how God feels. And this is evil. We don't have compassion. We keep excuse to sin. How the world sees us is so brutal. And God, Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid the price. Jesus, when we are still happy, feel happy, comfortable, at the time, we are enjoying to the things that he hates. He is suffering. And the people love you. He is suffering too. Especially the brother in Christ, the sisters in Christ. I believe that every one of us experience that we sinned and the days we keep our, our life away from God. There, God prepare. There's the loyal priest and holy legion pray for us. This is why, this is the reason we can be here today. God is love. The most important thing about the second commandment is the lower part of the verse. I lay, sin, I lay the sins of the parents upon his children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. The commandments you just serve us like the fans, block God's punishment and from us. If we follow the commandments, keep us safe. But it's temporary. Not until Jesus died for us. And now Jesus is living in our heart. In our heart. And we 
can get close to Jesus anytime. God is love. He prepared everything, even though he understands us. We are weak. But through Jesus, we can be with God as long as we're willing to. We open our heart. We seek and we find. Here the Ephesians chapter 1, 4 to 5. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. We can become the family of God because of Jesus. Do we treasure this privilege? Do we really eager to come to the Sunday service to meet each other? To showing your love to each other? Have you ever experienced, oh, I don't have enough hugging on this Sunday morning. I want more. And you're going to miss, oh, I haven't talked to someone. You can take, you can message him or her. Or even you can ask, invite for invitation to have a blue or a gathering. Do we really treasure this identity? Here the Ephesians chapter 1, 11 to 12. We jump to the last sec, the last two PowerPoint. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eyes on us. He had designs on us for glory living, part of the overall purpose. He's just working out in everything and everyone. So dear brother and sister, we are the people of God's kingdom. The last PowerPoint. Turning and keeping our mind from self-centered to God-centered. You don't need to think about, oh, what should I forgive? Um, what's problem of me? And things. You just open your heart to Jesus. And let him tell you, instead of you make up something you can bear. We are so smart to picking the things that we can stand, we can say, quote-unquote, sacrifice. If we, if, if we are really generosity, have generosity, we will give the donation. We feel a little bit hurt. And this is the signal. You are on the right move. Just open your heart. I really want to share some stories, but it's about time. No, I know. I'm afraid Luke is somewhere. <laughs> okay, Ruth, okay. So which story are I going to say? I want to go into share somebody's story. Sorry. Cece. 
You know where is Zizi? He is in Oxford now. The last few weeks, she is go went, went to Oxford with me to contact other families, Hong Kong families. And today, she is inviting the third Hong Kong family to join the Oxford congregation. And she is the most popular Hong Kong people I knew in Warrington. Every time I walk with her, she is so busy. And suppose this is the popular person, should be me, okay? But every time they say, hello, Sissy, oh! And even she will talk to British people, even his neighbor, her, 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 her old neighbor, uh, Indian, and she's so popular. Could you imagine a lady, maybe a couple years ago, she never traveled the place beyond Asia. She don't know English. She want to say sorry about that. She has to be absent this morning for the welcome team. She asked me to write a sentence to Catherine. She is so inadequate, but she is so popular. And she's not here. But I'm going to tell her. God is amazing. Believe that. We all are amazing people. We join together. It is powerful. Do you believe that? Life Church? Do you believe that? I will make sure you will reveal God's glory. Okay? Next time I meet you. Okay. Anyone see Dorothy will run away. I'm so afraid of that. So I'm very friendly and I am very kind. But I really want to see you just like the amazing person that, already, that God already made you to be. You already amazing people. You pay attention about 35 hours to listen to me. You already amazing people, right? Praise the Lord. Okay, I give it back to you. Thank you so much. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarrington.com.